and welcome to another edition of Eight More Miles, the Louisville Metro Council District 8 podcast. This is Councilman Brandon Cohn, and we're recording our show today, Monday, April the 13th, remotely due to the coronavirus. Um, we're using a Zoom meeting call instead of being in our normal offices at Curtis Creative, so this is an experiment. I want to apologize in advance in case the sound quality is not as good as usual, but um, despite the challenges, I'm thrilled to be joined today by a special guest. He's the executive director of Highlands Community Ministries. His name is Troy Burden. He's an important leader in the Highlands community, somebody that I've worked very closely with um, throughout the duration of my time as a Metro Councilman and, of course, um, getting prepared for that in the summer before I took the job. So, Troy, can you hear me? And if so, how are you? I can hear you just fine, and I'm doing very well. Thanks, Brandon. Okay, well, thanks for um, being my guest today. I wanted you on the show because um, Highlands Community Ministries is really the premier and predominant social services provider in all of District 8, all of the Highlands area. We are um, blessed to be a comparatively wealthy and stable part of the city of Louisville, but that doesn't mean that uh, we don't have our own problems in terms of poverty and uh, addiction and need and that sort of a thing. In something like 10% of the Highlands population, which is 3,000 to 4,000 people, still lives below the poverty line from what I understand it. So can you tell us a little bit about Highlands Community Ministries, what your organization is and what you do? Absolutely. So Highlands Community Ministries is getting ready to celebrate its 50th anniversary this year. Uh, it was founded in the 1970, um, and the Highlands at the time was changing, as well as society was changing, with the advent of the double working family. Um, the Highlands neighborhoods were in a period of decline with regard to housing costs, um, popularity, and um, so Highlands Community Ministries was founded to start after-school programming and child care centers. And uh, to this day, we still operate three child care centers. We serve 220 children um, in child care, um, birth to six years old. Mm -hmm. Of course, right now they're closed um, due to COVID. But we are, um, that was really the start of Highlands Community Ministries. Then through the mid-70s with uh, the advent of a lot of the federal funding for senior programming, um, we had an adult daycare center, uh, a couple of senior centers, which we still operate, uh, started delivering meals on wheels to the neighborhoods, um, and working with Bellarmine Open Highland Court, which is 100 units of low-income housing over off of Richmond Avenue. At the beginning of the 80s, um, Highlands Community Ministries helped form, along with the other community ministries in Louisville, um, the ability to do emergency financial assistance, which is something that we also do, and started partnering with Dare to Care to be food distribution sites. Um, Highlands Community Ministries also has our Highland Youth Recreation Program, where we have uh, sports for kids four years old to 16 years old uh, through soccer, basketball, and baseball. So we're a pretty diverse organization. Um, the child care centers represent about two thirds of our business. 
and then our senior programming, emergency assistance, and youth recreation programming is the, the remaining third. Our board of directors come from 21 congregations in the Highlands, in the 40204, 40205 zip codes. And these congregations provide financial support to us. They also provide us with board members. Um, the congregational support works with our emergency financial assistance program. And of course, we also get tons of volunteers from these congregations who operate the food pantry, deliver meals on wheels every day, and um, provide senior services to, to the residents of the Highlands. Um, Highlands Community Ministries um, has been a strong organization and for many years, and that's because we do have such a great, we have such a great community to work from. Um, but we do have people who live in poverty. We have a lot of people who live in apartments up and down Bardstown Road who work in the service industry. And so their livelihoods can be a little bit boom or bust. We have a lot of uh, elderly folks on fixed incomes. We have a lot of uh, disabled adults who live in the Highlands as well. And so Highlands Community Ministries becomes their community center. It becomes their main social support with our social worker and helping them connect to programs and activities that, that keep them connected and keep them at home. And so it's a, I've, I've been there seven years now and uh, Stan Esterly was our founder in 1970. I replaced him as executive director seven years ago. And uh, I'm always amazed just how supportive the folks in the Highlands are and how they come together when we have needs that need to be met. Well, it's a vital institution. And uh, again, it's, it's so important. Um, and I've tried from the beginning to work closely with you and all the planning that we do. You know, we fund uh, Highlands Community Ministries about $10,000 every year. I think usually it goes towards you know, senior programs. Is that what we what it went to in the budget this year? Right. So the neighborhood development funds that, that you uh, support us with uh, goes to um, our senior, senior program, but it, it's helping people who are adult, disabled adults have a hot lunch every day. So we do Monday, Wednesday, Friday lunches at the Highlands Community Campus on the corner of Barrett and East Breckenridge. And so right. that's, uh, um, so we have senior metro nutrition contracts that provide meals for people 60 and older but we do have a lot of adults in the highlands who are on disability and the the hot meal program is really important to them yeah i was going to say so we, we we help fund the hot meal program we deliver meals on wheels a couple times a year we uh attend a lot of events at the highland community ministries campus if people don't know where it is it's the uh it's at 1228 East Breckenridge Street, which uh, ironically is not even located in District 8. It's technically District 4, but it's uh, the Highlands Community Campus. It's, we have a lot of big public meetings in the largest gymnasium there. I know the original Highlands Neighborhood Association has their neighborhood meetings there. We go there often. But um, whether your child is in HYR sports or whether you have uh, – a need for the social services it provides. You go to meeting there yourselves. Highlands Community Ministries is just a really important uh, organization in the life of District Day. And um, you can imagine that the people, or I can imagine, Troy, that the people that you were talking about, the services you provide are really being, are, are needed more than ever and are really being challenged during this time of coronavirus. 
Um, Absolutely. Specifically with respect to uh, financial assistance and um, food needs, sort of housing and food, sort of people's most basic needs these days. Is, uh, has the virus got your childcare programs and your senior, you know, events where people get together and hang out? Those are totally closed down, I imagine, because of the need for distancing. Right, exactly. So um, we closed our child care centers down a few days before uh, the governor put out the executive order. Um, we are, we have not furloughed our staff. I have 70 daycare staff, but I may have to do that um, if we don't get the payroll protection program loan uh, soon. But uh, we've got uh, staff who have been doing their continuing education and other things but the child care centers have been closed. The uh, senior programming, um, you know, we had to shut that down. And uh, because seniors are obviously at a higher risk for the coronavirus. Um, Meals on Wheels is being handled very differently. We're picking up five frozen meals per participant. We're picking all of those up on Friday. And then we have volunteers who are under 60 delivering those to our Meals on Wheels clients. And we have 60 Meals on Wheels clients uh, at any given time. So those clients are still being served. They're just being served in a different way. And then the folks that would come to Meals at the centers, at the Douglas Loop or at the campus, those folks are getting uh, frozen meals delivered to them uh, by Wheels. Um, So they're getting their meals even though they're not able to come out into the community and socialize. So right. people are getting served. Um, they're just being served in a very different way right now. And so there's no the way, pastry. I'm sorry. I was, I was going to say, if you, if you are not a meals on, if you're not already registered to receive meals on wheels, is that something that's, is enrollment open during this kind of crisis period or no, you're not able yes. to process new people. Yes, you are. Yes, we're able to. So if somebody, if, if somebody is homebound and needs Meals on Wheels in 40204 or 40205, they can call Highlands Community Ministries and we will start the process of getting those meals delivered. Normally, it would involve us going out and doing an in-home visit, but those have basically been suspended and Metro Louisville is allowing us to kind of roll people onto the program. They also identified people through the March for Meals program that Metro Louisville just did and uh, were able to add some additional people onto Meals on Wheels so that would, people would get served during this time. Before we go any further, can you just go ahead and say the phone number in case there's somebody who's listening who says, I need this and I need this now and I'll listen to the rest of the podcast later. Where, where would someone call sure. if they need to try to register for Meals on Wheels? Have them delivered. So our, our main phone number is 502-451-3695. And then just listen to the prompts uh, for Donna Douglas, who's our Meals on Wheels coordinator. But uh, 451-3695. And then I know that on the other side of delivering hot meals or providing hot meals for seniors, Highland Community Ministries operates a food pantry uh, that's supported by Dare to Care and other providers. But we announced, or you all announced last week, and we echoed that, unfortunately, due to uh, an employee who had symptoms that were related to COVID-19, the food pantry is closed for two weeks until April the 22nd because it's a volunteer-run 
or operation, mostly with volunteers that are 60 or older. And since everyone works together, everyone has theoretically been around someone who, who may be uh, contagious. And so as a, in order to keep everyone safe, you've had to shut the food pantry down for two weeks and provide alternate locations. Yeah. Can you just tell us a little bit more about that? Sure, absolutely. So we, yeah, we had an employee who had a fever, of course, can't get testing done because they're not in a, um, they don't meet the criteria for getting a test. So Dare to Care's policy is for us to close for 14 days to, to you know, to make sure everybody's healthy. Um, St. Matthew's Community Ministries is serving folks who live in 40205. Crescent Hill United Ministries is serving people who live in 40204. Currently, we're serving part of 40218, and those folks can go to Fern Creek Highview Community Ministries. This Wednesday, Dare to Care is bringing out a mobile food pantry to our parking lot, and that will be um, on Wednesday. Wednesday we from 1 to 3 p.m. is what I have in my notes. That's what I believe is correct. And so we're going to hopefully have another one of those the following week, and then hopefully we'll be able to reopen on the 22nd. We'd put in special distancing. We're only let, we were only letting a few folks in to the food pantry at a time. Uh, we were trying to utilize only volunteers who were uh, 60 years old or younger, but it's really to protect all the staff and all our volunteers. So we've had to, to, to slow things down. We serve, 25 to 30 folks in our food pantry every day, but they will be able to be served. Um, they just have to go a little further until we can reopen. And so that's, that was 25 or 30 people that you would serve, you know, typically, you know, two months ago or a month ago, sort of pre-coronavirus. Um, has there been an, I mean, obviously before you having to shut down, had there been an uptick in the, in the amount of people that were coming in your doors every day looking for relief? We were starting to see an uptick, uh, not a significant one, but I think the significant uptick is going to be next month when I people think probably, have been out of work longer. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I think probably say, because a lot of people don't know that it's a resource that exists for them. So, um, you know, my sort of my same question, if you're, uh, you know, a server whose uh, restaurant has now closed and you're out of a job, can you just show up at the food pantry once it's open or to the mobile pantry this Wednesday at one o'clock? And if so, sort of how does that work? I mean, what is, I mean, you know, for a lot of people who might have even never thought that they would need a food pantry before, they might not know exactly what that, what that is. What happens if you show up, you know, what, what can you get? So uh, we serve people with uh, Dare to Care uh, as a distribution site. We serve people with three to five days worth of food. All they need to bring is a piece of mail that shows their residency and how many people are in their household. Um, we at Highlands Community Ministries have always been able to serve um, because of our partnerships with Kroger and Value Market and other retailers. We've always had meat and bread and produce that's available. So most people can come to a Dare to Care site once a month for a food order, and then they can come once a week to get uh, produce or um, bread or other specialty items that we might happen to have, perishable items that we might happen to have. 
while we're closed, obviously this is going to change a little bit, but we we should be back to normal soon. The um, Dare to Care is a great organization, and uh, their website will list for people where the nearest pantries are and the times that the pantries are open. But anyone can go to Dare to Care. It's not income-based. It's not – it just it, – if you need food, they're available. So okay. it's, a, it's a terrific resource. Right, and there's obviously no shame in going there. If you're having trouble, uh, people, you know – all sorts of people go there all the time, whether you need to go there once or whether you need to go there on a continuing basis, that's what this is there for. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what city government and others are spending money to do to make sure people have food to eat during these difficult times. Absolutely. And then anyone who is in a Section 8 apartment that is 60 years old or older can qualify for USDA commodities. We generally serve 125 people. Uh, a month with a USDA commodity box of food, and that and that includes the infamous government cheese. So okay. um, we're, of course, we won't be able to serve those boxes until we reopen. Uh, but we're coming up with a plan um, in case uh, people need their commodities before we can reopen. So we're I don't have it together yet, but we're working on that. Uh, because people do, those are monthly allotments and you have to sign up and those are income based and we have to um, document all that for the USDA, but we'll make sure that all the people get their boxes this month, uh, even though it'll be a little bit delayed. Okay, the other so thing this... that's happening is um, emergency financial assistance. So, yeah, I was gonna, I was going to ask you about that in just one minute. I just wanted to, to recap quickly. Um, the food okay. pantry is closed until the 22nd currently because of uh, someone was sick or could have appeared sick. So in the meantime, if you live in zip code 40205, you can go to the St. Matthews Area Ministries which is located at 201 Biltmore Road, B-I-L-T-M-O-R-E Road. And if you live in the 40204 zip code, you can go to United Crescent Hill Ministries, which is at 150 State Street. And again, I guess just show up with a piece of mail or something that shows that that's where you live and you can get some immediate immediate food relief. But you were saying- right. you were saying, the right. I was going to say, you might call first because their their procedures have, uh, I think they're just doing drive-through. So, um, yeah, you, okay. I, let, would let, call, I would call first. I'll, let me, I'll give the numbers real quick just since I have them. The phone number for 40205 residents, this is, at again, at St. Matthew's Area Ministries. The number to call would be 893-0205. And then for 40204 residents who would need to go to the United Crescent Hill Ministries, the phone number is 893-0346. And then again, finally, this Wednesday, April the 15th, uh, from 1 to 3 o'clock at 1228 East Breckenridge Street, the Dare to Care Mobile Pantry will be uh, at Highlands Community Ministries. And we do hope you guys can open up uh, soon, your regular hours again, April 22nd. So. Um, you were start you're you're starting to talk about financial assistance, um, and I know that's. Why don't you talk a little bit about what that typically looks like? You know, sort of pre-coronavirus and what you were able to give to who, and then we can talk about um, how that's changed or what's going on right now in the midst of the crisis. 
Right. So there are 13 community ministries in Louisville. Um, we work together as the Association of Community Ministries. And one of the things that we do is we, you know, we petition Metro Louisville for the ministry dollars that, that uh, there's about a million dollars that comes to the community ministries that we are able to divide based on poverty numbers for each of our areas. We also have contracts with LG&E and the Louisville Water Company so that we can assist with paying uh, utility bills. So currently, LAHEAP has extended their crisis. So you still need to, if you need help with LG&E, you need to contact um, Neighborhood Place, which is a Metro Louisville uh, organization, and they can help with um, LG&E payments. If, if they've already, if someone needs additional assistance and they've already accessed Neighborhood Place, they can contact Community Ministries. But starting May the 1st, we'll have uh, LG&E grant money available to assist people with their LG&E bills. And so um, I know LG&E is not cutting people off right now, right. but they're still going to keep track of how much everyone owes. So right. um, I would encourage people, if they do need assistance with LG&E, uh, to go to Neighborhood Place, and then starting in May, they'll be able to come to the community ministries. And then, the I, mean, water like, company. I was going to say, similarly, oh, yeah. the water company is not going to cut off your water, and also uh, evictions have been uh, essentially stayed. No one's going to kick, no one should have the ability to kick you out of your place if you can't pay your rent. Uh, but like you were saying, right. not, notwithstanding sort of these special um, forgiveness that's being in place, obviously you still eventually need to pay your bills, including your rent and your utilities. So go ahead, Troy. Right. Yeah. So uh, Louisville Water Company, we've got our Louisville Water Company funding, and we're helping people with their Louisville Water Company bills. And so um, anyone in Metro Louisville can contact their community ministry to um, get assistance with uh, the Louisville Water Company. So we do have those checks going out to keep people uh, current on their bills, particularly if they've lost uh, wages due to not being able to work. And then normally each community ministry kind of handles rental assistance differently or mortgage assistance. Uh, most of us um, have to fundraise for those dollars so for Highlands Community Ministries, our fundraisers and our congregational giving from the congregations that support us generally goes to support helping people pay their rent if they get short on rent to avoid eviction. Um, we only help people who are, are current. We have to have a copy of the lease. We have to get agreement from the landlord to you know, waive late fees and those types of things. So normally we help a few people, more than a few, but we help people with their rent if they get behind or have circumstances where they can't pay the rent. And we help people throughout the year. But because it's expected that there will be so many people with rental uh, problems, uh, with uh, everyone being off work, uh, the Community Foundation of Louisville has given to the community ministries $350,000 to use toward rental uh, payments. And so we've all gotten our funding 
from the Community Foundation of Louisville and we're able to start helping people pay their rent immediately, but it does have to be related to COVID-19. So it can't be that you are already behind on your rent. It just would be that, you know, your shifts changed, you lost your job, you're laid off or furloughed or whatever. So, um, so, so let's, say, that, let's, that say, that's now. let's say that's me. Uh, again, I, okay. I, wait, I wait tables at a restaurant and I've lost my job. Uh, what do I need to do to be able to access some of that rent assistance and how much is it and how does it work? All right. So with this community foundation money, it's up to $1,000 per, yeah, we can only help with $1,000 per, per resident. Person. Okay. But, right. So say you just call Highlands Community Ministries because you live in 40204, 40205. Um, you call our main number, 451-3695, and you'll want to listen for the options. And Dana Smith is our emergency assistance coordinator. And you leave her a message. She's going to call you back or email you. We're going to need a copy of your lease, a statement as to why you need rental assistance, Mm-hmm. And then uh, the information with, with your landlord. And then we're going to be able to help um, with those rental payments. So all you have to do is call. Um, you'll have a phone call uh, with uh, Dana. She's going to have you email her uh, the information, uh, copies of the lease, etc., and then we'll be able to get checks out to landlords pretty quickly. We will confirm with landlords that, you know, checks are coming out and that way they, they'll know uh, and they have to agree not to charge late fees and that type of thing. And so if it's a, if it's, if it's a, an assistance up to a thousand dollars, if my rent is $500 a month, does that mean I can ask for the full thousand for two months worth? Or if it's, you know, if I rent a room for two fifty, do I get? Can I get four months worth, or how does that work? Honestly, I think what we will do is we will cover thirty days, but then you would be able to come back thirty days later if you still have a need and we still have money available. But community ministries traditionally will guarantee thirty days of uh-huh. housing, and we don't tend to do beyond thirty days. Gotcha. But if 30 days goes on and we still have money, we may be able to help you a second time. Um, but in the Highlands, in average, in the yeah, Highlands average rent is 800 to $1,000. So I think most right. people will get served for one month. And 30 days might be enough time to find a place to crash and even another job in during normal times. But these aren't normal times. And so, um, you know... I mean, there is a chance that more money will be released as well. So uh, I would take advantage of what's available and then uh, we'll let people know or, you know, if, if they're still in hard times 30 days later, uh, there are other pots of money that we might be able to help people with. Uh, a lot right, of, I was going to say, I was just going to say briefly, I, I, um, I'm just happy to report in case, in case it wasn't reported uh, we know that the one Louisville COVID fund is now up to, I think, $8 million plus or minus. That's the fund that's being hosted by the Community Foundation of Louisville that's 
making um, grants to nonprofits like community ministries or the association, like you mentioned, and also to other government programs that will help with um, housing and food assistance. Also, last Thursday, the Metro Council sort of tweaked the rules that we had built around that $2.7 million that we put aside for emergency assistance. And now, instead of that only being available as a reimbursement, it's available, you can apply for that. And the uh, Highlands Community Ministries can apply for that. And so seek additional funding up, up front for housing relief. And that's in addition, of course, to whatever other, um, you know, federal funds and philanthropy might be coming in to help fill some of the need. But uh, we are making a little bit of progress in, in flowing some cash that way, because I know it's going to be needed. Right. We, I think the, the need is going to be, you know, a little bit further down the road. Most people are struggling but okay, but if, you know, if, if things don't reopen until June or July, then it's really going to, the, the impact is going to be a little further down the road. So I actually have a call with my, all of my Association of Community Ministry folks this afternoon, I think at four, um, to, to discuss about, the, about the, the Metro dollars and how we want as a group to work together um, with those emergency dollars. So, so really, um, really housing and food are what you're able to do right now. Is that right? Sort of in terms of Highland Community Ministries, normal full slate, that's where you're focusing your, your work. Right. Our work is, is focusing right now on the emergency assistance piece because everything else, which, you know, our mission is building community. Um, our, our goal is to keep people within their community and keep people at home. And so the, the, the focus right now is emergency financial assistance for the people of the Highlands. And keeping them healthy at home. Um, I, right. assumed, I assume the childcare programs that you have, which are, you said two thirds of your overall activity, I guess that's sort of just okay now because kids are at home with their parents or, am I, or is there a problem around your childcare around the needs of these children specifically? It's not being met now well, because of the coronavirus. Well, um, you know, there are a lot of parents who are really struggling to, um, to I guess, work and have childcare. Uh, I'm, I'm a little a different place in my life. My son's graduated from high school, so I don't have to find childcare so I can work or work from home. Right. But uh, I know a lot of families are really struggling with that. Sure. Um, the schools closed first, and then the child care centers closed afterwards. Um, I suspect that child care centers will reopen before schools do, but that's just a guess. I don't know. Um, obviously, um, we're trying to take care of our employees at Highlands Community Ministries. Uh, we do have some program reserves that we're spending pretty quickly. To keep to keep staff paid, um, but I may have to furlough staff. Um, if, like I said, I've applied for the payroll protection program, but if that doesn't happen right. uh, soon, then I'll have to furlough some people, but then bring them back on as soon as that money becomes available. Um, but yeah, so that's I guess for the the financial stress for the organization is that I mean you have reserves for things like this, 
but when things like this happen, your reserves go quickly. And, and, you know, as the director of an organization, I want us to be around 50 more years from now. Of course. Uh, so we're trying to make wise decisions about how we not only take care of our staff, but protect the organization for the future. Well, it sounds like, you know, as much of um, childcare might be a burden on parents who are trying to work from home or, you know, take care of loved ones or whatever. And I think a, a lot of us, myself included, can relate to that, no matter sort of what your, um, you know, no, no matter what your life's like. But it sounds like those are not particularly at-risk children or anything like that who are missing out on, you know, vital care. No, or, our, okay, right. Yeah, Highlands Community Ministry Child Care Centers are um, market rate kind of child care. Market rate. We do have some children who receive state subsidies, but we don't have a high percentage of those folks. Most people put their children in child care near where they live. And gotcha. um, Highlands, you know, Highlands is an affluent neighborhood. Well, um, then is... Uh, are, are the seniors that you typically serve a little bit more of an, of an at-risk population during this time? Because I know you might be able to deliver meals to them and such, but, you know, uh, it, these are people who might, who are not, might now be isolated in their homes. Um, right. Is there anything yeah, that... So, Go ahead. Well, with our Meals on Wheels clients, uh, we're, they are getting, you know, someone to visit them once a week now but they get called every day. So we so are a, a telephone call every just, day. Right, right. Because typ just, typically just, they would be, you know, you all have all sorts of activities for, for seniors. There's, you know, art and right. exercise classes and just general socializing with each other that obviously is as vital to life, yeah, especially when you're older. Reducing, uh, reducing social isol isolation is one of our major goals every day. And right now, we can't do that because we need to socially isolate to keep people healthy, but we are trying to call on people and check in with people who, who are, partic are normal participants in our programs. But yeah, so our is there anything are else that, Is there anything else that people can do to help you in that respect? I know you don't want to just put out a call for random volunteers to make random phone calls to people and see how they're doing. Um, but, you know, obviously that's, it's, it's troubling to think about somebody whose life is, might, might already be pretty small if they're up in age and um, retired and, not, and, and homebound a lot of the time to really be cut off and probably, you know, have a digital divide and not have the technology or the people to talk to. Uh, I'm, I know personally right. I'm, worried about, I'm worried about those at-risk seniors. Yeah, I've, I've really been worried about them too. Um, like I said, if there are people who are already enrolled in our programs, I mean, we, do, we are checking in on them uh, through our staff and, and volunteers that we, already, that we already were utilizing. And of course, we've got volunteers over 60 who are quite you know, active and busy and have technology. And they're helping us check in on a lot of the folks that are, are more at risk. Um, so maybe if you're a listener so, and you know your next door neighbor is might be one of these kinds of people that we're describing, you can, you know, knock on their door and leave them a letter or you can talk to them from your front porch or something else. Is that, you know, is that the only, all absolutely. we can do to ask people? You know, I would just ask, you know, if you know that you have a elderly neighbor and you maybe haven't seen them and, you know, if, 
figure out their phone number, give them a call, put a note on their door with your number so they can call you, ask them if they need something picked up from the grocery or picked up from the uh, pharmacy because they really shouldn't be getting out. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's just, uh, it's a really, it's a time for all of us to check on our neighbors and um, be aware that, um, you know, some people really shouldn't go out to the grocery, you know, because it does put them at more risk. And, you know, and if they're already, um, you know, pretty isolated, just, you know, stick a note on the door or, you know, give them a phone call and uh, just check in on them um, just to make sure they're, they're doing okay. Troy, I, is this, I'm sort of looking at your, uh, you know, your LinkedIn profile and your past history of work and you've, you've been serving people and doing this kind of really good work for a long time now. Uh, and your experiences are wide and varied from serving people that were living with AIDS or living with HIV in Australia to overseeing assisted living and um, you know hundreds of apartments and all sorts of all sorts of different scenarios to to how you help take care of people is this the biggest challenge that you've ever faced in leadership in an organization like this I believe it is um, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad I'm not in long-term care right now. I was in long-term care for almost, or for 15 years and loved it. Um, but it's, uh, you know, people are really isolated. My dad's in an assisted living facility and, you know, with no visitors and luckily everybody's still healthy and they're doing well. But that's, um, if you know anybody who works in long-term care, it, it's a, it's already a stressful environment and, um, they're working really hard to keep everybody healthy and safe. Um, with regard to Highlands Community Ministries, I mean, certainly this is one of our biggest challenges. Um, three weeks ago, it was, um, I guess maybe four weeks ago, everything was kind of business as usual with all the challenges of the normal work. And then day by day, we had to just reinvent everything that we were doing and how we were making it work to be able to keep the doors open and serve people. And then, you know, we all are human. And so um, somebody shows uh, symptoms and you have to close for two weeks, but they don't meet the CDC guidelines for getting tested. So you don't, you know, don't know whether it's, you know, you don't know what's really going on there. And I, I think with a, a lot of us, just it, you feel, well, I, I guess I'm a kind of a control person and all of this is just so out of my control. Um, yeah. But, but I'm not alone and every, every organization, every, every person in America right now is having to really look at doing what the, what's important and, and changing behaviors to, you know, to make sure that work gets done and things happen. But it's certainly been one of my bigger challenges, I will admit. Um, yeah. I've always worked in human services. Um, I, I feel like it's my calling. Uh, it's, a, it's a vocation. And, um, but it's certainly challenging because the people who are most vulnerable and the people who need the most help 
are the people that it's really hard for us to make contact with and do at this time? Well, I'll just say, you know, for people who don't know you, who might listen to the podcast, um, you know, from the moment I met you and learned about the work that you do at Highlands Community Ministries, I've always tried to keep you uh, at arm's length, uh, made Troy the first head of our district aid advisory board, which is the group of neighborhood association presidents and mayors of all of district eight to get together to, to work on things. Uh, never does sort of a, a panel or some sort of committee get put together in district eight where Troy or someone else from Highlands community ministries isn't involved. And uh, you know, this is just a vital organization to our, to our neighborhoods. And I just want to thank you and hopefully send you some, um, positive vibrations and um, good luck. Uh, bef before we let you go, just one more time for anyone that's listening, let people know how they can help, where they can send money, if there's a volunteer opportunity, who to reach out to, that sort of a thing. Okay, so um, our website is hcmlouisville.org and there is a donate button and you can select um, uh, what part of the organization you'd like to donate to. Um, but so definitely really could use additional financial donations during this time because we are, we are stretched um, with trying to help as many people as we can. If you want to volunteer, you can email um, info at hcmlouisville.org. And um, my administrative assistant will then uh, connect them to whatever area they want to uh, try to volunteer with. So that's info at hcmlouisville.org. And, um, and of course, if anybody does need assistance, just call the main number 451-3695 and then just listen to the prompts and uh, leave a message. And nobody's in the office right now, but we will get back. We can check our messages remotely and we are contacting people as we're all working from home. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, I'm going to let you go because I know you're dealing with a lot. Again, just sort of my parting message would be if you're in a position where you're able to help, um, please do so. Or if you're finding yourself in a position where for the first time in your life, maybe you need help, uh, whether that's something to eat or to pay your rent, that's what Highlands Community Ministries and that's what this programs and that what this money is here for. Uh, so we all have times in our lives, probably we're in both of those camps. Uh, whichever camp you're in now, HCM is there for you and uh, you can be there for it. So Troy, I look forward to seeing you again in person as soon as we can make that happen. And um, absolutely wish you all the best. And, and we'll thank be you for all us. your support. Of, of course, you and I will be advocate. <laughs> And I really appreciate it. Sorry, we're talking over each other. No problem. I was going to say, you and I will be in touch soon. Thank you. Have a good Thanks, day. Thanks, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to 8 More Miles, the Louisville Metro Council District 8 podcast. I'm Councilman Brandon Cohn. Please stay in touch with our office. Visit our website at www.tinyurl.com slash cmconed8. And once you're there, please subscribe and stay informed to receive our bi-weekly e-newsletter.